brought y'all by for a time like this. All right, let's open our Bibles tonight, if you would, for a little bit. And uh, John chapter 6 tonight, John chapter 6. And uh, again, appreciate you being here tonight. And uh, if you're a member of a church and uh, and your church is down, uh, that's the time you're needed the most. A lot of times when people see the crowds down, they'll stay home, and, uh, and that's when you're needed the most, uh, so always remember that. Uh, John chapter 6, and we're going to begin reading in verse, uh, verse 30, and uh, I know a lot of people talk, uh, talk religion by the mile and live it by the inch, uh, but uh, I'm glad that we can know the Lord, and uh, a lot of times... Uh, uh, we, uh, especially as preachers, a lot of times, if we're not careful, uh, we get to preaching too much of ourselves and not enough of the Lord. And Paul said in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter four, and I think it's verse five, Paul said, "We don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ and Him crucified." And uh, that's what we're supposed to preach: uh, is Christ and Him crucified. And uh, this, uh, this evening, I want to preach uh, about the Lord Jesus tonight. I don't think there's a better subject in the Bible, and uh, I don't think there's any subject that my Heavenly Father would rather hear uh, than to hear uh, about His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, He did say He was well pleased with Him. and uh, Amen. All right, John 6 and verse 30, and the Bible said, They said, Therefore unto Him... What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What doest thou work? Our father did eat manna in the desert, and it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me uh, shall never thirst. Thank you and be seated. Our fathers, we come this afternoon, Lord, to bow uh, once more to call upon the Lord and ask for His help tonight. And uh, Lord, I ask tonight that You'll help us to, uh, Lord, to be able to preach from this Scripture, from the Word of God that we have read tonight. And uh, we know it has to be revealed to us uh, by Your Spirit. And uh, fathers, we gather this evening. We thank You that uh, we know that You are the doors. We preach this morning, and we're thankful that we realize tonight that you are the bread of life. And uh, Lord, may we feed upon you tonight and even feast upon you tonight. And I pray when we leave in a little while, we can say it's been good to be in God's house and to be where the Lord's people are. Thank you for the songs and those that participated in that. I know there's a blessing and I pray they'll be blessed. Now, Father, forgive me of my sins, failures, and my shortcomings and Strengthen me tonight in that inner person, and we'll give you all the praise, for it's in Jesus' name we ask it all. Amen and amen. So, we notice all down through this chapter, uh, we notice that the 
uh, key uh, words there in the middle of this chapter and on is bread. Uh, we notice in verse 30, uh, verse 31, the bread from heaven. Uh, verse 32, uh, not that bread. Verse 35, I am the bread of life. And we didn't read over, but verse 48, I am the bread of life. Verse 50, this is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Verse 51, I am the living bread. Verse 51, I am the bread. Uh, verse 57, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which comes down from heaven. And so the obvious uh, theme tonight of John chapter 6 is Jesus as uh, the bread. And uh, we often refer to this as the discourse uh, on the uh, bread of life. And uh, Jesus, uh, John, many places in John, Jesus refers to himself as different things. And, uh, and the thing he's referring to himself tonight is that he is the bread of life. And, uh, and I'm sure thankful that God sent some bread down from heaven. Uh, amen. And Jesus is that bread. Now I want to give you three things tonight uh, in the message, if the Lord would help me tonight to do that. And I want to first of all say that he makes a comparison here to the manna that fell in Exodus 16. And, uh, and the Lord compares that manna uh, to himself. And he said, that wasn't the true bread. He said, I'm the true bread. But they did have manna in the wilderness. And uh, we find that that manna that they had in the wilderness was not as good as our bread from heaven. And uh, the several things uh, about that, and uh, one of them is that the bread that they got in the wilderness was bread that sustained physical life, sustained their physical life. But the bread that we got in the Lord Jesus Christ sustains our spiritual life. He said, I am the bread of life. And uh, the children of Israel, uh, they were able to uh, gather this bread, but if they gathered too much of it, it said in verse 20 that it bred worms and stank. It went bad. It molded, if you will. Uh, it wasn't no good. Our bread's better than that, thank God. Uh, it, it never does bread worms, and it never does stank, amen. And it, it's eternal bread, and it'll last forever, amen. And their bread, the Bible said, that when they gathered it every morning, that when the sun waxed hot, it melted it. Uh, our bread's not going to be melted, amen. Uh, our bread's better than that. It's eternal bread. It's going to last forever. So Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Now, I want us to look here in the Word of God at the facts of Christ being the bread of life. He said in verse 35, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life, but does the facts bear it out? Well, obviously, yes, it does. And when we think about the Lord Jesus as the bread of life, we think about how that it's testified by the very place in which he was born. 
You say, what do you mean? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. In Micah 5 and verse 2, the Bible said, O thou Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands, yet out of thee shall he come forth that is to be a ruler to us. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The word Bethlehem means the house of bread. Amen. So the very fact that Jesus was born in Bethlehem testifies to the fact that he was the bread of life. You see, you remember the story of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth in 2 Samuel chapter 9. And Mephibosheth, you know, was Saul's grandson. And he lived down in a place called Lodibar. And that word Lodibar means the house of no bread. And Mephibosheth was a cripple. And he was crippled from a fall. You study all that out. Mephibosheth's a type of us as lost sinners. And Mephibosheth was crippled because of the fault of someone else. Uh, there was a nurse running with him and she failed when he was uh, just a baby and it crippled him. So he, uh, he was crippled from the fall of another, just like you and I. We're crippled tonight because of the fall of another. We're crippled because Adam and Eve sinned and fell in the garden and they left us spiritual cripples. And we were born in Lodibar, the house of no bread. Uh, but I'm glad that God sent His Son, the bread of life, and I'm glad He was born down in Bethlehem. Amen. We not only see that it was testified by the place of His birth, but we see it's typified in the Word of God. If you look at Exodus 16, that is the chapter that talks about that manna from heaven. And uh, while you're turning over there in Exodus 16 and verse number 14, this manna is a type of the Lord. Now it's not the Lord, but it's a type of the Lord. And you'll notice in verse 14 of chapter 16, and the Bible said that when this manna came, that it came on the dew. And uh, that dew in the Bible is a picture of the Holy Spirit of God. You know how the Lord Jesus came? The Holy Ghost moved upon a little virgin named Mary. And the Bible said that she uh, become with seed. And she was virgin born. Uh, but notice that when that manna fell, it never did touch the ground. It landed on the dew. And that's the type of the Lord, you see. Uh, the Lord was not defiled by anything on this earth or anything in this world. He came by the way of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said in verse 14, when that manna came, that it lay like a small, small thing. Well, the Lord Jesus came, and one of the reasons they rejected him was because he didn't come the way they thought he'd come. They were looking for a king. They thought he'd come riding in in a royal chariot and he'd come in as a, as a king. But he came of the smallest thing he could ever come to this world in. He came in the form of a little baby. He came in a small thing. And so that manna that come down from heaven, that manna... It rested on the dew. It didn't touch the earth. It wasn't defiled by the earth. That manna that came, the Bible said that it was a small thing. A small thing. 
And Jesus came as a little baby. Amen. But not only that, the Bible says that it was a round thing. That manna was a round thing. And that round, uh, I've done hundreds of, of uh, wedding ceremonies. And we always ask for the ring. And we take that ring and we, we talk about how that, that circle, uh, how that, that pictures eternity because the circle has no end. And when Jesus came, he came as a little round thing because he's eternal. Uh, he wasn't just, he wasn't just uh, begotten when, he, when Mary had him, but he was back there in eternity past. Uh, and uh, he's always been. He is the ancient of days. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He has always been. When God the Father said in Genesis 1, said, let us make man in our image. Who was he talking to? He was talking to the God the Son and God the Holy Ghost, God the Father. They were all there in eternity. Amen. And then we look at this thing and the Bible says here that uh, this uh, pictures the Lord. We look down verse 31 and the Bible said it was white. This manna was white. Exodus 16, 31 this speaks of the purity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, he was, he was pure. There was no sin found in him. There was no, ever no sin there. Even when he stood before Pilate, Pilate said, I find no fault in him. I preached that for years. And then one day I read where the Bible said, he said later on, I find no fault in him at all. Not just I don't find any fault in him, but I don't find none at all. Now you might say I don't find any fault with Brother Ricky uh, concerning a certain thing. But you could never say I find no fault in him at all. Uh, because we all got faults. But the Lord Jesus, uh, he was perfect and pure. And the Bible said the taste of it was like wafers, verse 31, made with honey. Amen. Do you ever wonder where they get vanilla wafers at? Uh, amen. That's what it sounds like, don't it? Little, little round thing. It had a honey taste to it, a sweet taste to it. And so that manna, it typifies the Lord as the bread of life. He says that in verse 31. Uh, the Bible says there that uh, Jesus says there in verse uh, 30, 32. He said, uh, talks about the bread. Verse 31, he said he gave them bread. And then finally, he says, I am uh, the bread of life. And so Jesus, by his own words, said that he was the bread of life. And he's typified in that Passover bread. Amen. Exodus 12, the Passover bread. And you and I take the Lord's Supper. Whenever we take the Lord's Supper, uh, that's a picture of Jesus. The Bible says in... Uh, uh, Second Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, the Bible said in verse 23, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. That bread, was, he said, this is my body, he said. So that bread typified the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, there's some things about bread uh, that uh, typifies the Lord in the way it's made. First of all, uh, bread is made from uh, wheat corn, uh, wheat corn, 
And the Bible says in verse 24 of John 12, he said, except of corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. So that, that corn of wheat had to fall in the ground and it had to die uh, before it could become bread. And so it pictures our Lord Jesus Christ how that He had to die on an old rugged cross. He couldn't just come and live a perfect life and go back to heaven. He had to die. And that's what He did on the cross of Calvary. Amen. But he said if, if, he, if he died, he said he would bring forth more. Something else about bread, you ladies bake bread. Something else about bread, bread rises. Uh, amen? Kind of we're talking about here, bread rises. They put Jesus, said you put me in the grave and after three days he said I'll rise again. Bread has to go through heat. Amen? When Jesus was on the cross, he suffered the heat and the wrath of Almighty God. And so we see a lot of ways that Jesus is like the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. And it's, He taught that Himself. Amen. We're not guessing about this. This is what He said. I am the bread of life. So all the facts that we look at tonight, and we could look at a lot more but all the facts tonight, they typify the Lord Jesus as being uh, the bread of life. Amen. Now, not only is He the bread of life, but we think about the fitness of Christ to be the bread of life. Amen. Nobody else could fit that any better than our Lord. You remember when you was in school, and uh, I don't guess they got it no more, but when we was in school, they'd always have this food pyramid. You remember that? They'd always have the food pyramid. And the largest part of that food pyramid on the bottom was bread. You say, what's that saying? That's saying the most important part of all of that uh, uh, was the bread. Well, can I tell you the most important part of our of us tonight, the most important part that you and I have to have is we have to have bread. We have to have the bread from heaven, thank God. I don't know about you, but I sure like bread. Amen. And uh, I want you to know that uh, if, if I ain't got bread, I don't even want to eat. Amen. That's just the way I am. And uh, I want you to know that bread, it just goes with everything. Amen. I mean, you can put it with anything. That's the way the Lord is. You can just put Him with anything and it'll make it better. Amen. The Bible says here in Psalms 34 and verse 8, the Bible said, Oh, taste the Lord and see that He is good. I'm glad that I've tasted of the bread of life as a 10-year-old boy and I'm here to tell you He's good. Amen. I want you to know I'm 68 years old now. I've been preaching for 43 years uh, and I ain't never got tired. Uh, I, ain't, uh, I ain't never got tired of bread. I still like bread, amen. Uh, when I found out I had diabetes, uh, one of the things that bothered me the most, I couldn't eat a lot of bread. Uh, I like bread. But I'm glad, listen, I'm glad that I tasted of the bread of life when I was 10 years old. I taste of the Lord. He was good. 
And I never have got tired of bread physically, but I want you to know tonight, bless God, I've never got tired of the bread of life spiritually. Amen. It's still good. I still need it every day. I still love it. Amen. And, uh, and it'll go with everything in life. The bread of life, Jesus, will go with everything. Uh, I tell you, this puts a flavor about life. Amen. Job said in Job 23, 12, Job said, I esteem the Lord. I esteem Him more than my necessary food. The Bible said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so the Lord is very flavorful. Amen. I'll tell you something else about bread. It's got a fragrance to it. You ever walk into a house where there's fresh bread being baked? Oh, that aroma fills the whole house. And it's so, it's so good, you know. And, and it'll, just make you, it'll just make you hungry. It'll just give you an appetite if you don't have one. And I like to go down to the house of God. I like to go into a church house where the church is just filled with the fragrance of God. Amen. I, I've been in some that's been filled with the fragrance of the world and everything down there smelled like the world. The music sounded like the world. The dress looked like the world. I, uh, everything about it was like the world and it had a stench to it. But I like to be where that God's people are and it's got that smell of heaven on it and that fragrance fills the house. That's my kind of church. Amen. I, uh, that's where I'm looking for. And so the Lord is very flavorful. Amen. He'll add flavor to life. He'll spice up your life. Amen. Uh, yes, sir. He's fresh. The Lord, the Bible said that manna fell fresh every morning. There ain't nothing stale about Jesus. Amen. He's fresh. Lamentations 3 and verse, I think it's verse 21. The Bible said, This I call to remind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed. It said that His compassions are new every morning. Amen. I'm glad there's a freshness about the Lord. If, if, you, if the Lord's not fresh to you tonight, uh, it's not the Lord's fault, it's your fault. You'll find out they changed that showbread in the tabernacle. They wanted fresh bread down there uh, every day. And I'm glad, listen, when we go to the house of God, I'm glad there's always fresh bread at God's table. And I'm glad when we open up our Bible every morning, it's fresh bread from heaven, amen. Uh, Jesus said, I am the bread of life, amen. He's fresh. He's got a fragrance about him as the bread of life. And he'll give you an appetite when you go to when you go to smelling that boy to make you want that that bread of life. Amen. And I'll tell you something else about him as the bread of life. Look at verse thirty five. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. What that's saying to me tonight is he's very filling. Amen. If you go away from the Lord hungry, it's not his fault, it's your fault. He's very filling. He said he shall never hunger. Look in John 6. You remember that story in John 6 right across the page there? 
And uh, the Bible said there were some people there and they didn't have nothing to eat. And uh, the Lord said, what are we going to do just to see if Philip and Andrew knew what to do? And Philip said, Lord, 200 pennies worth of bread wouldn't be enough to feed all these people. And Jesus said, what is there here? And there was a lad there in verse number 9. said, there's a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Verse 11, and Jesus took the bread. Now, there were 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. Don't miss that. There was a great multitude there. And the Lord took that bread, which is a picture of Him, and He took that bread, and the Bible said He fed every one of them. Every one of them. You know what the significance of that is? Look in verse, uh, look in verse 11, and the Bible said at the last of that, that they all got as much as they would. You can have as much of the bread of heaven as you want. Uh, amen. Uh, you may quit, but it ain't because you run out. Amen. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. There's plenty for Him. He said, and they all ate as much as they would, verse 12, and they were filled. Amen. Jesus is very filling. Amen. When you eat of the bread of life, he is very filling and there's always enough for everybody. Amen. Uh, in other words, they didn't come down to the end and say, Lord, we've run out and we got some over here that still need some. No, you'll never run out of the bread of life. There's enough to feed the whole world. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The Bible said they all eat and there's all full. And guess what? There's still some left over. Twelve baskets full was left over. Amen. Boy, like bread, it's good just by itself. Amen. I like fresh bread. I don't know how they do up these barbecue places. They got some of the freshest bread that that there is. And if Max Helen's asked me once, she's asked me a dozen times. How do they keep that bread so fresh? Well, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's even fresher than what you get in the store out of the loaf. I don't know what they do. But I like fresh bread. Amen. And I'll tell you, I like that, I always like that sunbeam bread. It's got that picture of that little girl on the loaf. You say, why? Because it's always fresh. You know, you can go in the store and grab a loaf and, and you can squeeze it a little bit and you can see it's fresh. Amen. Well, I'm glad the Lord is always fresh. Amen. I'm glad that I never find the Lord stale. I never find the Lord molded. I never find the Lord crusty and hard. Uh, the Lord is always fresh. Amen. As the bread of heaven, He's fresh every day. Uh, if you go to the Word of God, He's always fresh. And I love that. Amen about the Lord. He's the bread of life. It's good by itself. One of my fondest, fondest memories as a, as a boy, man, my cousin lived with our, my grandfather and grandmother during the summer months a lot. And me and him, we'd get up every morning 
and we'd uh, we'd go visit all the farm ponds around us or walk up and down Nobob Creek and fish all day. But before we did anything, we'd go down to the Vern Bearman store there and we'd buy us a loaf of bread. And we'd take that loaf of bread and we'd take it with us and we'd fish all day. We'd sit there on the bank and catch them uh, catch fish, and we'd just clean them right there on the bank, run a stick through them, make us a little thing, build a farm. We'd just cook them right there. I'm telling you, we could have put Long John Silver's out of business. I'm telling you, uh, I, I sometimes I can, even though that's been that's been 50 years ago, uh, I can sometimes sit around and I can almost still smell that. Uh, that uh, that fish, and I can almost still taste it. Amen. Well, I want you to know, uh, 1964, that's been a long time ago, but every now and then I can sit around and get to thinking about that day I got saved, and I get to thinking about that, and I tell you, I can still almost feel it. Amen. I can still almost smell it. Amen. It's still fresh. Thank the Lord. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that the Lord is always fresh. You don't have to live off an old crusty, dead testimony. I like to hear people's testimony, but hear some people you'd think God never did do anything for them after they got saved. God's still doing things. The greatest thing He ever did for me was save me. But I'm glad the Lord does something for me every day. Amen. Every day, amen. I sure like to preach about the Lord Jesus. And uh, I sure like to lift him up. Amen. You say why that pleases the Heavenly Father when we preach about His Son. And I don't know anything people need any more today than they need the Lord. Amen. Somebody sung a song somewhere where I was at in a camp meeting recently. And they sung that song, People Need the Lord. And when they got done, I said they sure do. They sure do need the Lord. We see the facts of Christ being the bread. It's testified by where He was born. Bethlehem, the house of bread, typified in the manna that we read about in Exodus 16. It was taught by Jesus Himself, I am the bread of life. And He is fit to be that bread of life because He's flavorful. He's fresh. He's filling. You see... You see, He'll fill you up. The Bible said you'll never hunger. If you eat of the bread of life, you'll never hunger, He said. What's that mean, you'll never hunger? That means He satisfies spiritually. Amen. Amen. That means that He's satisfied. How many of you can identify with this? Have you ever done this? My wife, we do it quite often. Have you ever done this saying, Honey, I'm hungry for something and I don't know what it is. And so you eat everything in the house. You, you go down here and buy something or go over there and buy something. Go to this restaurant. And you do all of that and eat and eat and eat and then you, then you say, well, I don't know what it is but I'm still hungry for something. That's what the world does. You see the world, they're hungry for something and so they try alcohol, they try drugs, they try, uh, they try sex, they try 
uh, worldliness. They try money. They try this. They try that. And they're hungry for something. And they, they keep a trying this and that. And when they get done, they're still hungry because what they're hungry for is the bread of life. And if you ever get you a slice of that, you'll find the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. I found something that satisfies me. I'm not looking for any other Savior. I'm satisfied the one I got. I'm not looking for another Bible. I'm satisfied with the one I started with. I'm not looking for another promise. I'm satisfied with all the ones Jesus gave me. I'm just satisfied with the Lord. Amen. And so, he says that he is fit to be called the bread of life. And then look here in verse 58. He said, John 6 verse 58, he said, He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Jesus claimed that he is the bread of life, if eaten, that you would live forever. Well, how do you eat something? Well, you, you take it in. You digest it. You, you take it inside. It becomes a part of you. That's what Jesus meant when He said, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood. He said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, He said, you don't have any part with me. And they misunderstood Him and they thought He was talking about cannibalism. And the Catholic Church, uh, they, still, uh, they still, when they go to communion, uh, they think that the, the bread becomes His body and the, and the drink becomes his blood, and they uh, some kind of a hocus-pocus deal that that turns, the priest is able to turn that into that. No, the Bible didn't say that. The Bible said, we read it over there in 1 Corinthians 11, he said that it's like his blood, it's like his bread, uh, his body, but you see what you got to do, you got to take it in. And you can smell it all day. You can hold it all day. You can look at it all day. You can talk about it all day. But until you take it in, it don't do you any good. You got to take him in. I'm glad one day by faith I took him in. Jesus said, if you'll take me in. You see, that that manna that failed... It failed to where they were. They were in the wilderness. They was in the wilderness. We're kind of in this wilderness of a world tonight. But I'm glad the bread of heaven came down to where we were. You see, they had to make it through that wilderness and that manna sustained them. The Lord sent it every day and that manna sustained them. They'd gathered, eat it, it'd sustain them. Christ is the bread of life. You say, Brother Rick, how in the world are we going to make it through this, through this old world we're living in? How are we going to make it? We've got to feed off of Christ. We've got to feed off of that bread of heaven. And if we do, it will nourish us. Psalms 23, David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters for His name's sake. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. 
Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou knowest my head with all the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You say, why'd you say that? Because he said, I'll prepare you a table in the presence of your enemies. I have sat down at people's table. I don't know what was wrong with them. But I've sat down at people's table that had no bread on the table. You ain't even got a meal if you don't have bread on the table. And I said that to say this. God always puts bread on the table. He prepares a table before me. And Jesus is the bread of life. And He always prepares us a table and He always puts bread on the table. Amen. I remember when I went to Jamaica preaching I think it was the second time I went. I stand up in the mountains with a black bishop up there with him and his wife. And uh, they eat different than us. And uh, I remember the first morning we went for breakfast. And they had some kind of a fish there. Still had the head on it. Still had the eyes in it. And had it laying there on a plate. And uh, and I reached to get a piece of bread. There was a loaf of bread there, and I, I went to get a piece of bread. And when I hit the sack, a, a, a roach run out in the middle of that bread and run across the table. He said, what'd you do? Pray over it and eat it. <laughs> it didn't kill me. Yeah, the bread, not the roach. Uh, yeah, the, the bread, amen. But, Anywhere you go in the world, people eat bread. Because everybody needs it. Jesus, anywhere you go in the world, you'll find Jesus. He's the bread of life. People need it. He's everywhere. You won't go anywhere that you don't find Jesus. The Bible said that when they eat that bread, that that nourished them. That nourished them. You know why some people are so sickly as, and weak and anemic as believers? They never eat of the bread. Jesus not only was the, the living bread, but the Bible is the spiritual bread. Amen. And when He said, Pray our Father which art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Just like you need daily bread, you need spiritual bread every day. And God's give you a fresh loaf. Every day you just got to open it up, take it out, and digest it. Amen. And He says, if you do that, verse 35, He said you'll never hunger. Amen. Nobody should ever be hungry spiritually. It's got a Bible. Because you can read it, get as much of it as you want. Uh, it's a type of the Lord. I like this, it, it never runs out. Isn't that wonderful? It never runs out. And God, I don't know how God does it, but He says He can. He said, I can make all things new again. You can read your Bible through many times as you want to read it through. and Turn back over to Genesis, start in again. Fresh is the first time you ever read it through. No other books like that. I mean, I've read other books 
Uh, I've got books that I like to read, and I've read books, but when you've read them once or twice, they're not like that. But I've been reading this old Bible for a long time. And every morning when you turn there, it's just as fresh as the first time you open it up. Amen. Lord's that way, Brother Jack. Uh, the Lord is the bread of life. Uh, I've never got tired of the Lord. Never got tired of preaching about Him, singing to Him, praying to Him. Never got tired of the Lord. He's just good. Amen. He's just fresh every morning. I'm glad that our Father would sent down the manna from heaven. The Bible said in Exodus 16, the Father sent that bread down from heaven. Same Father sent down the bread of life from heaven. Jesus said, uh, I'm He. Verse 58, He said, This is the bread which came down from heaven. He said, I'm the bread. God sent it down from heaven. And I don't know how many people have been saved. Heaven will reveal. I do know the Bible said it would be a multitude that no man could number. John saw a great multitude. So don't get it in your head. There's only going to be just a, two or three make it. Uh, I know the Bible said, Straight is the gate, and there is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. But I like what old Dr. Lakin always said. He said, you ever think about the ones that didn't even have to find it? The little babies that stillborn, the little children died before they ever reached the age of accountability. Why, well, there'd be enough of them to fill up heaven. And my little kids got shot down there the other day. Wasn't that so awful? Oh, it's so awful, so sad. But we know, we know that according to the Bible, we know that they're with the Lord. Amen. I seen a picture somebody posted. I don't know who did. Of course, it's just a picture. But it showed all them little old kids holding their hands and walking, going toward heaven. I thought, glory to God. Glory to God. But you see the Lord, you remember what was said about the prodigal son? When he got ready to go home and he come to himself, he said, in my father's house is bread enough to spare. There's enough bread of life, there's enough bread of heaven to save the seven billion people on the planet now if they wanted to get saved. There's enough there to save them. It's not just enough to... The Lord's not about to run out because we're down here at the end of the church age. No, there's always bread to spare at His house. There's enough. There's enough. And so I just wanted to say tonight that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Do you have it tonight? Have you partaken of that bread of life? There it is. What you got to do, what you got to do to get a piece of bread, just reach out and get it. Somebody offers it to you, you just got to reach out and get it. Amen. Well, that's what the Lord's did. He's, he's offered His Son as the bread of life. Thank God for Jesus tonight. Amen. If we didn't have Him tonight, we would not have any hope at all in this present evil world. But as you get older, the hope gets sweeter, don't it? Uh, amen. Father, we thank you tonight for...